Welcome to the Duathlon Show. On this episode, how to do your first duathlon. So you've signed up for, or are considering signing up for, your first duathlon. A duathlon is a multi-sport race where participants run, then bike, then run, in a format similar to triathlon. The transitions between running legs and biking legs are timed, and the winner is the person with the lowest overall time. In this episode, I'll share the basics on how to do your first duathlon. What type of gear do you need, and what else do you need to know? Armed with this information, you'll be able to smash your first duathlon, even if you've never done any sort of race before. I hadn't done a single race in my life before completing my first do. Duathlon is really accessible. In terms of gear and equipment, you only need two things, really. First, a pair of shoes you can run in. Second, access to a bicycle. Shoes. This can be any shoe that it's safe to run in. If you own a pair of running shoes, that's great, but any shoe that's safe to run in works. I wouldn't run in Converse shoes or something similar with a flat bottom and flat edge and very little cushioning or arch support. But you definitely do not need to buy brand new shiny Nike running shoes for your first duathlon. If you own suitable shoes, run in those for your first do. If you love race number one, reward yourself with a pair of new shoes afterwards for race number two, whenever that may fall. New gear can be extra motivation for exercising and training for that next race. If you end up deciding you do need to buy a new pair of shoes, however, just make sure you wear them a few times before your first race. Never try anything new on race day. So don't wear brand new, never worn shoes. Who knows how well they're going to fit or if they'll cause blisters. Don't eat or drink anything new on race day either. No new food for breakfast. And don't drink any unknown sports drink they may be handing out at the race. If it's regular sports drink you know your stomach can handle, go ahead. But keep in mind, at some races, the organizers will be passing out Gatorade Endurance Formula or other similar extra electrolyte fortified sports drinks. Don't try these for the first time on race day. Bicycle. If you own a bike, any bike, you can sign up for a duathlon. Any bike with two wheels that stays upright can be raced upon. Here's a very brief and incomplete guide to bikes. You can ride any of these bikes in your first duathlon. First type of bike, mountain bike. Wide tires with big rubber treads for traction. Many mountain bikes have front or rear suspension systems or shocks. They have flat or straight handlebars. Second type of bike, hybrid bike. They also have flat or straight handlebars. Medium width tires, narrower than the mountain bike, with a semi-smooth tread. A hybrid bike is your basic, standard, everyday bike. It's the most common variety of bike in city bike share fleets, and it's the most commonly found machine at bike rental shops. 
third and last type of bicycle that I'll mention is the road bike. It has curly or drop handlebars. They aren't flat or straight across. They curve down towards the road and back towards the rider. They have smooth and skinny tires. These are the bikes that they ride and race in the Tour de France. If you own any of these type of bikes, or others, you can participate in a duathlon. You may think of a mountain bike as an off-road machine for trails and rocks, but it goes just fine on pavement too. I guarantee you that you will be accepted at your first duathlon riding a mountain bike, and you probably won't be the only one. Some duathlons even have a fat tire category. They give out prizes for first, second, and third fastest finishers on a mountain bike. You may own a normal, regular hybrid bike. It might have a basket on the front. It might have a kitty seat on the back. You can race that bike in a duathlon. Multi-sport is a truly accepting world. I once raced against a person on a Brompton folding bike. A guy brought his folding bike, he raced to duathlon, and got a super fast time. He kicked my butt that day. I was on a road bike. He kicked my butt that day. He finished way ahead of me. I think he was top five overall, if not on the podium. And he did the bike leg on a bike that you fold up for your commute and hold in your right hand while you use your left hand to hold on to the subway pole. Definitely not a machine designed primarily for high speeds, but an absolutely raceable machine. So bring whatever bike you may own down to your local duathlon and race. If you don't own a bike, you still have lots of options. Here are three ideas. First, borrow a bike from a friend. Make sure you ride it at least once or twice before your race, taking time to adjust the seat height to make sure it fits you. The answer to what's the best seat height for most bike riders is almost always higher than you currently have it. When you extend your foot to the absolute bottom of each pedal stroke, your leg should be almost straight. If 180 degrees is a straight leg, then your leg should be about 160 degrees. You adjust your seat height up and down to adjust your leg angle. If that math confuses you, don't worry, it confuses me too. Just remember that your legs should get almost straight during the rotation of each pedal stroke. They shouldn't stay super bent the whole time. So whoever you are, just raise your seat height a bit. You should feel a little uncomfortable on top of the bike when you're sitting on it absolutely still, not moving. A bike is like a horse. You need to be riding high on the saddle. Sized properly, you'll need to be leaning to one side to stabilize the bike while halted, like at a red light, for example. Idea number two, if you do not own a bike but still would like to participate in a duathlon, rent one for a day or half day. The race organizer may have an official bike rental partner, my local one does, but you can always find a local bike shop or a local bike rental place Secure a day or two-day rental. Pick the bike up the evening before, at least. Again, make sure to adjust the seat height. The people at the rental place should help you if they're a reputable company, but don't be afraid to ask for help adjusting your seat. 
Some seats have a simple quick release lever you pull out to loosen the seat post and adjust it up and down. For others, you may need an allen key or screwdriver to loosen the post for adjustment. The third option is a city bike or your town's local bike share option. Wake up early the morning of the race. Check out a bike for two or three hours with the app. Plenty of time to get to the race, check in, pick up your packet, rack your bike, stretch, race, and then return the bike afterwards. In NYC where I live, a city bike is $4.49 for 30 minutes or $19 for a whole day pass. Once you've secured a bike, just make sure it's working properly. The two bare essential bike maintenance tips for your first duathlon are, one, make sure your tires are pumped up and not leaking. You'll almost certainly wanna pump your tires up the morning of the race just to make sure. Don't do it a week early and assume you'll be okay. If you don't have a pump or can't find yours in the morning of the race, don't panic. Just show up at the race and ask someone. There's a 99% chance other people there are gonna have a pump and will let you borrow it to pump your tires before the race. Second bike maintenance tip is make sure your gears are working. Go out for a ride in the days before the race if you have access to the bike before race morning. Try shifting through every gear to make sure all the gear changes work. If they don't, if something feels wrong or breaks, take it to a bike shop and get a pro to fix it. Let's talk about transitions. Transitions in multi-sport are when you go from one discipline to another. In a normal duathlon race, there are two transitions. Transition one is from running to biking. Transition two is from biking to running. The typical beginner will be racing on a bike with flat pedals, so no shoe change is needed in the transition. You simply run in your running shoes, pedal in those same running shoes, and then run again. If you decide you love the sport of duathlon or cycling and decide you want to go faster, you can upgrade to clipless pedals. Even with the time you lose in transition when you change your running shoes to your bike shoes, you go faster overall in a duathlon with clipless pedals. Your foot is secured to the pedal in the crank, allowing your legs to both push the pedals downward and pull the pedals upward on the upstroke. You generate more power this way. But clipless pedals are by no means needed for your first duathlon. The name clipless pedals is confusing because it actually indicates a bike pedal system with cleats and special bike shoes that clip mechanically onto the pedal. You press your foot down on the pedal to clip in and then twist your ankle and pull out to release. It's called clipless because the word clip refers to previously used pedal technology with the full toe cage clip that covers the toe of the shoe with straps. Regular pedals that you don't clip into are called flat pedals. With flat pedals in a duathlon, there is no shoe change needed. Typically, a duathlon race will have a transition area right next to the start-finish line. The transition area is meant to be a closed area where racers can hang their bikes on a metal rack and arrange any needed gear on the ground beneath. 
this definitely means a helmet and then maybe a change of shoes if you don't have flat pedals. If you're a hat person, you can take off your running hat or visor quickly after the first run and put your helmet on for the bike leg. Do the bike course, come back to transition, take your helmet off and put your visor back on for run number two. You aren't allowed to bike inside the transition area. It's typically a roped off area with an entry and an exit line. There are timing strips here. If this is a chip timed race, they will measure you entering and exiting the transition area each time to help generate your times for each leg. At transition one, you're ending your run and coming towards the bike. Run into transition and towards your bicycle. Try to remember where you racked it. When you get to your bike, don't take it off the rack immediately. You should put on your helmet first. Then you grab the bike and walk or run it out of the transition area. Jog or walk completely past the exit line and out of transition before mounting your bike. When you finish the bike course, head back into the transition area for T2. Slow down and dismount your bike completely before the entry back into transition. Again, walk or jog your bike back to the same spot on the rack where it began. Take off your helmet, you can leave it on the ground below your bike, or hang it on your handlebars. Once your bike is secure and your helmet is off, you're ready to head out of transition and towards the final running leg. At the end of the final run, don't head back to transition. You'll be aiming for the finish line instead. Give the race photographer a smile and raise your arms in triumph as you cross the line. So you've got your shoes and you've got access to a bike. What about secondary accessories? Here are two that are absolutely required for every race. First is water. Always make sure you bring your own water to the race. The race organization may provide some, but it might be only available in transition. It may not be available out on the course. If you've run a 5K or a longer road race before, and you're expecting water to be out on the duathlon course in a similar way to it is on a 5k, you might be disappointed. Check the details of your race on the race's website. The simplest place to drink during a duathlon is actually on the bike. Does your bike have a bottle cage? If so, do you have a water bottle that would fit there? I would bring one 20 ounce bottle of water in a bottle cage to a sprint duathlon or short duathlon. If it's longer than a sprint duathlon, the race organization will surely be providing water refills. But if it is only a sprint duathlon, I would plan to bring my own water. A traditional bike water bottle is squeezable, so you can easily squeeze and drink with one hand while keeping your other hand on the handlebars. You will also need a helmet for the bike leg. Helmets are required in every duathlon. The first leg of a duathlon is a run, of course, so you won't be starting the race with your helmet on your head. That means it'll either be hanging on one of your handlebars or you can have it set up on the ground beneath your bicycle. The next topic is clothing. For a duathlon, you can wear anything that's comfortable and allows a reasonable range of motion. I would recommend a moisture-wicking athletic-style shirt and shorts, a warm base layer, top or bottom, if it's a cold or chilly race. Feel free to wear a jacket for the first run if it's cold at the beginning, you can always ditch it during transition one if you warm up. You don't need to buy cycling shorts. 
the ones with the padded rear ends. But if you own them, you can definitely race in them. You can absolutely run in padded bike shorts. Try running once or twice in them before the race to get comfortable with the running motion in these shorts. If you have a cycling jersey, you can wear that as well during the race, but again, you don't need one. Cycling jerseys are typically a bit more form-fitting than your average polyester shirt and have a full zipper on the front. They have pockets on the back for food or your phone or other items. Next, we're going to discuss the nice-to-haves. Things that are fun for a race, but you by no means are required to have them for a duathlon race. The first one is a fitness watch or phone set up with a sports tracker. If you own an Apple Watch, you can use this. If you own a Garmin or similar smartwatch or sport watch or running watch, you can use this to track your duathlon activity. Your fitness watch may or may not have a multi-sport mode. It may have presets for triathlon and duathlon already, or it may allow you to build your own multi-sport activity by stacking one run and then one cycle leg and then one run together. Watches with multi-sport mode allow you to press one button at the beginning of the race to start the watch. When you finish the first running leg and cross into the transition area, you press a secondary button to stop the run timer and begin the transition one timer. As you jog your bike out of the transition area, you can press the secondary button again to stop the T1 timer and begin the bike timer. At the end of the bike leg, as you're coming into the transition area again, press the secondary button once more to stop the bike leg timer and start the T2 timer. Press the button again coming out of T2 and press the button again at the end of the race. If there's a finish line photographer, make sure to throw your arms up in celebration first before stopping the watch. You wanna look good in that photo. If done correctly, an entire race tracked on a fitness watch with multi-sport mode will give you the individual times for each leg and each transition time as well as your overall time for the race. Your Apple Watch may have a multi-sport mode that functions much in the same way. If your fitness watch does not have a multi-sport mode, you can always track the three legs of a duathlon separately. Your transition times in this case won't be tracked, but if the race is using chip timing, they'll provide those times for you. If you don't have an Apple Watch or a fitness watch, you can always track a duathlon on your phone. You should be allowed to race with your phone in most amateur duathlons. Make sure to check the official rules of your race though. You can use a popular activity tracking app from the app store such as Strava. It may take you a few button presses to start a run and then end a run and then start a cycle, etc. So if you don't want to fiddle around with this stuff, don't worry about it. Changing your activity in transition could definitely slow you down. So if you want to win the race or go really fast, definitely don't worry about this. There's no rule that says you have to track your activity on a fitness app, but for me, it makes it more fun. I like looking at the data afterwards. If you do want to race with a phone, think about where you're going to put it. Do you typically run or jog with a phone and where do you put it then? Athletic shorts that have zippered pockets can hold your phone securely during a race, or if you have one of those armbands that straps your phone securely, you can use that as well. If you have a cycling shirt, you can put the phone in the back pocket. 
But for any of these options, make sure you test this before the race. Try to run and ride with the phone in that position to make sure it doesn't bounce around too much. I don't race with a phone because I track with my fitness watch and I want to go really fast. But when I'm just out training between races, I do always have my phone. When I'm cycling, I have it in my back pocket of the cycling jersey, but I also run often in cycling jerseys and put my phone in the back center pocket. I'll tuck my cycling jersey into my shorts and the elastic waistband helps keep the phone secure. This method really prevents the phone from bouncing around, which I still experience a lot even when I'm wearing those athletic shorts with a zippered pocket. Another thing you can do with your phone during a race is listen to your favorite music or favorite podcast. If the rules of the race don't prohibit it, I wouldn't blame you at all for listening to the duathlon show in the middle of a duathlon. You may want to leave one earbud out, especially for the bike leg, especially if this is your first duathlon. Also, make sure you've tried jogging in the outfit and using the headphones that you're planning to do during the race. You don't want those headphones to fall out and get stepped on in the first mile of the race. Ultimately, electronic devices are definitely not required for your first duathlon. Another nice to have at your first duathlon is a transition towel. A transition towel goes under your bike when it's racked in the transition area. Before the race, you might set up your transition towel on the ground beneath your bike. This will be a hand-sized towel or a kitchen-sized towel, not a full-sized towel because you are going to be sharing space below the racks with all your fellow competitors. In addition to the helmet, you'll have your bike shoes on this transition towel if you aren't using flat pedals. I like to use a brightly colored towel as a transition towel. It helps my bike stand out as I'm running into transition. If you wore a hat in the run leg number one, you can take it off, leave it on the transition towel as you put your helmet on. Don't leave all your stuff on the transition towel, only the items that you'll need in the race. For most people, this will be just a helmet, but you may also choose to have a water bottle here for a quick spray of water on top of your head in transition. This won't be the bottle you have on your bike. That should be already in your bike's water cage. All your other items should be in the bag you brought somewhere else, not underneath your bike cluttering up the transition area. Should be back in your car or up against the fence out of the way. The last thing that's a nice to have for your first duathlon race is food to eat beforehand. This isn't required, but I always bring one banana that I try to eat about 20 minutes before the race begins. It provides me with a mental boost and a bit of last minute sugar energy. But if you had a good healthy breakfast that morning, there's no reason why you need to force yourself to eat for any special energy purposes. Here's a note for a more serious bike person who is maybe deciding to do their very first duathlon. If you want to race your first duathlon with clipless pedals, you absolutely can. Just keep in mind you will have two shoe changes during the race. If I were you, I would practice a few times inside or outside before the race, changing out of your running shoes and into your cycling shoes, and then out of those cycling shoes and back into your running shoes as quickly as possible. On race day, as you're placing your shoes on the ground beneath your bike on top of your transition towel, make sure the shoes are open and loosened and facing the right way so you can easily slip them on. You will need to jog or walk or awkwardly run for a few steps in transition with your cycling shoes on. You'll be putting your shoes on at the rack in front of your bike, but then you need to unrack the bike and jog that out of transition before you can hop on the bike and clip in. 
So before the race, make sure you've practiced your awkward little heel run in cycling shoes a few times. You can run in these and still protect the cleats on the front of the shoes. Make sure to scope out the transition area on the morning of the race so you know roughly how far you'll need to be jogging in these shoes. You definitely do not need to buy triathlon cycling shoes for your first duathlon. Use your normal road shoes, they will work absolutely fine. I've done duathlons in shoes with SPD cleats and with speed play cleats. Besides some cosmetic scratches on the bottom, I have not damaged my shoes at all. But if you are the David Miller type, the serious roadie with a really nice pair of Italian white cycling shoes, and you happen to own a cheaper black pair, I would go with the black pair for your first duathlon. Now that you know the essentials, let me leave you with a few final tips for race day. Remember to prepare yourself by checking the course map. Familiarize yourself with the running legs and the bike legs, their distance, the relative elevation, etc. Get there early. There might be a line for the bathrooms. It may be good to look on Google Maps at the transition area beforehand if you're not familiar, just to see if there will be any permanent bathrooms or if you'll be dealing with porta potties that day. The race will provide you with a number for your body, which will pin to the front of your shirt. The race should provide safety pins, but they sometimes run out, so you may want to bring some of your own. They may also provide an adhesive number for your bicycle and another for your helmet. Attaching these numbers to the bike helps the race marshals make sure that everyone is taking the right bike out of transition. The race may also provide chip timing using an adhesive paper and foam bracelet that you wrap around an ankle. Be prepared to attach one of these to yourself if the chip is not on the back of the shirt number. Smile for the race photographers if they're out there. Give a thumbs up if that's what you want in your Instagram post. Or you could choose to play it cool and not look at the camera at all like a total pro. Your friends are going to be so jealous of you after this. Stick around after the race. There might be free food. If there's a podium ceremony, you might want to stay and watch that. Who knows? You may have even placed in your age group. I've seen competitors leave after finishing a race without knowing they'd actually placed in their age group. They could have left with a cheap plastic plaque that said, Second place, age 55 to 59. How do you walk out on that? And finally, remember to have fun. For me, duathlon is like an addictive real-life video game that gets me outside and makes me happier and healthier. I get to pursue upgrades and increased abilities. There are multiple paths to level up. It's not like a running race where there's really only one skill to improve. I can try to improve my first run, my second run, my bike, or I could focus on making my transitions faster. It's running and cycling for health, but gamified. To me, exercise doesn't feel like work anymore. It's all part of this game of racing that I love to play. For me, it all started after my first duathlon. Prior to that race, I never ran farther than one mile at the gym, treadmill, or anywhere else because I would get so bored. I could play team sports for hours, but the idea of running by itself bored me to bits. That all changed after my first duathlon. So regardless of where you are in your sporting journey, if you've done zero races or a hundred races, I highly recommend signing up for a local duathlon. Good luck! This has been the Duathlon Show. 
how to do your first duathlon. Thank you for listening. This is the sort of information I wish I knew before my first duathlon. I hope it can give you confidence to sign up and line up for that first duathlon. Stay dry, everyone. You can follow The Duathlon Show on Twitter and YouTube, at The Duathlon Show. Questions or comments? The Duathlon Show at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the program, please leave a good rating and review on the platform where you found it, and tell your friends. You can support The Duathlon Show by donating at ko-fi.com slash theduathlonshow.